Hey everybody and welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 15. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Good to be here again talking all the latest in the world of rugby league with you guys and give my latest tips for the round. This is a late podcast. Sorry for the delay. A lot of things going on in my life this week, but it's important that we cover the games just before the kickoff of the opening match. It starts in about half an hour, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast here today because I've got some football to watch to see how Sydney Rabbitohs playing the Brisbane Broncos at 750 um, so let's get straight into it, running into the footy tips. But before we do that, I just want to give a shout-out to Boyd Cordner, the current Australian captain and the former Blues captain, announced his retirement this week due to concussions. He didn't want to risk coming back onto the football field and, you know, it affecting the rest of his life. So he's made the decision to call it quits, and he's really accomplished everything there is to do in the game. 183 games for the Roosters, 50 tries, one goal. But he will go down in history as a winner, and he won three premierships with the Roosters in 2013, 2018, and 2019. He captained the 2018 and 2019 premiership-winning sides. He played two country-origin matches between 2013 and 16. He represented the Blues 16 times, New South Wales Blues, scored two tries, and of course was involved in three series victories in 2014, 2018, and 2019, captaining the Blues in 2018 and 19. He also played 20 games for Australia, where he captained them, and he and he took over Cameron Smith, which was no easy task, obviously, um, when he retired, and really, uh, every time he put on a Roosters jersey, a Blues jersey, or an Australian jersey, he really uh, just put his best foot forward. He always tried. He'll go down as a, a prolific winner. And uh, in my opinion, one of the best second rowers that we've had in the NRL era. And he's up there with the best of all time. Uh, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, when you talk about guys like Wayne Pierce and you know what they contributed, guys like Nathan Highmarsh, because the thing about Boy Cordner is he did the little things. You didn't really notice them all the time in the World of Rugby League and when he played for the Roosters. But he did them. He did the tough things. He was one of the toughest players on the field, and he never took a back step from anyone. So congratulations, Boyd Cordner. A hell of a career. You will be missed. But it's it takes a very brave man to accept that, you know, he doesn't want to be affected for the rest of his life by something that could happen on the field. And he's one of the first players we, we have seen in the World of Rugby League announce his retirement due to ongoing concussion issues. So it, it was brave of him. He's signed for the Roosters for another couple of years, and I'm sure he'll have a big career still in the World of Rugby League in some format going into the future. I think he's going to be an advisor for the Roosters for this year and next. So congratulations, Boyd Cordner. A great career. Let's get to the action of Round 15. Before we do so, please remember to like Steve's NRL Free Tips on Facebook. If you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And please, guys, if you listen to this podcast, if you enjoy it every week, go to Apple Podcasts. Do me a favor. Leave a review. The more reviews I get on the podcast, the more it gets out to the the masses and people that haven't found this show yet can discover it. It's all based on those reviews. So on Spotify and in, on, in particular, Apple Podcasts, my focus at the moment, go there, leave a five-star review or whatever you think this show deserves. Thank you guys for listening and let's get to the action for round 15 here. Before we kick off my predictions for the round, I just want to let you guys know as well, next week... The only addition of Steve's NRL footy tips will be the State of Origin 2 preview. It's going to be a massive game up there at Suncorp because the NRL is on hiatus for a week. All the players take a week off and we have some rep games 
um, coming like Samoa versus Tonga, I believe, is still going on, and uh, the Women's State of Origin as well. So the NRL takes a bit of a break, so it's an important round for all these teams, and the action will kick off tonight in about 20 minutes' time. You guys are probably going to listen to this after the fact um, because it's been such a busy week, but from 7.50 on Thursday night, it all kicks off at Suncorp Stadium when the Bruce and Broncos host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This will be Wayne Bennett's 200th NRL game that he has coached at Suncorp Stadium. He currently has a 130 and 69 win-loss record. So he's won a significant amount of games at Suncorp. Obviously, a lot of those with the Brisbane Broncos, who he delivered six premierships with and got them close to a seventh. So it's a big night for him and a big night for the Rabbitohs in general. This is their first game in some time that they've got all their staffs on board. Basically, they're, they're almost full strength. Cook, Murray come back this week. Combining with Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds seem pretty settled there in the halves. So it's a big occasion, just to remind people that CFC are going to be there at the end of the year. Obviously, when they come against you know some you know the, the top tier competition, the grand finalists last year, they lost both those games against the Storm and the Panthers by significant margins. But you can't underestimate these sort of games for CFC because a lot of times teams will just try to coast by. Like the Roosters did last week against the Gold Coast Titans, and we all saw what happened there. Gold Coast almost escaped with a victory. So um, the Rabbitohs don't, can't, cannot take the Broncos lightly. Brisbane, they still have Carmichael Hunt and Tyson Gamble in the halves. Hunt's second game back in the NRL. I thought he went okay last week, but really in that game against the Raiders, the Raiders never looked like losing that one. It's just so disappointing to, to talk about the Broncos week after week and just look at their defensive structures and how easily they fold under any sort of pressure. Uh, as soon as the Raiders got down there at the start of that game last week, they looked like scoring and they pretty much did immediately. So the Broncos, they need to toughen up. They need to get a tougher men- mentality, especially in defense. And Kevin Walters has got to find a way to to get that working because their attack lately has been okay. I mean, they scored three tries against the Raiders last week, but the Raiders just blew them off the park. So um, this is a bit of a... A bit of a game when Anthony Seaboy was the coach of the Broncos that they took very seriously and they really tried to get up for and they actually upset the Rabbitohs a couple of times there. But since then, the Rabbitohs have been pretty dominant against them. I, Kevin Walters, as I said, he needs to find something from his team. He named Tessie New at fullback this week. Uh, Herbie Farmore's gone back into the halves. Uh, Payne Haas, of course, starting. And uh, TC Rapati in the late mail coming uh, into the starting team with the Rabbitohs' uh, young kid, Blake Taft, Taft, who is rumoured to replace Blake uh, Adam Reynolds, coming onto the bench so and making his debut. So a couple of young fellas getting a chance to really prove what they're worth in the NRL. But I just expect CRC needs to be too strong in this game, and I think that this is a real t- good test for the Rabbitohs to get some confidence in defence because they've been leaking a lot of points recently. I think if they can keep the Broncos to under two tries in this game, it would be a massive achievement for them and where they're at. And uh, they'll be building a lot of confidence if they can win big here tonight. For the Broncos, as I said, it's all about consistency, getting tougher, uh, and not letting teams score as many points um, as easily. Because really, a lot of times, they're just outmatched in terms of star power. But if they can get into a grind in this match and start off well, then they can potentially uh, throw some questions at Seas. And who knows with the year that the Rabbitohs are having, how they'll respond. But I've just got the Rabbitohs being too strong in this game. I've got the Rabbitohs by 26 points in the opening match round 15. Friday night football kicks off from 6pm tomorrow night at Queensland Country Bank Stadium when the North Queensland Cowboys will host the Cronulla Sharks. 
The Cowboys, it was extremely disappointing last Friday night. They had a couple of players in the Origin camp, like Kyle Felt and Valentine Holmes, but overall they had a fairly in, uh, uninterrupted week to prepare against that for that game against Manly. It was Bob Ford an appreciation night for the Manly players, but they were very disappointing. They started off like a house on fire, got to an early two-try lead, but then it just all fell apart. Um, the final score being, what, 50-16. to 16. It was just extremely disappointing um, for the Cowboys, who had been good over the past month. They seemed last week to lose their way and get back to what got them in such a bad state at the start of the season. Tom Dearden hasn't had the best start to his career as a Cowboy, so they're going to be looking to get some cohesion this week, especially the spine. Holmes and Drinkwater are working so well together. Didn't really see much of that last week, and Dearden's got to find his place in the team. Um, but the big thing for the Cowboys last week, they were just completely outmuscled in the forwards. Uh, guys like Aluatu and Carl Lawton and Jake Tarovic really just, and Martin DePau as well, just caused so much trouble for the, the Cowboys up the middle, and they were just on the back foot um, for a significant portion of that game. As I said, they started well, and then it just all seemed to fall apart. They're versing a Cronulla team who got a good win last week against Penrith. Penrith without a lot of their stars still, but they got a lot of confidence beating them and giving them their second loss of the year. They were basically full strength for the, that side. Now up 18-0 um, for a significant portion of that game before Penrith came rolling home in the second half. It took a Sean Johnson field goal to get them over the line, but they're going to take a lot of confidence from that. Johnson seems to... Uh, the, the pressure seems to be off a bit, and he seems to be a bit more relaxed now that he knows that he's not going to be at Cronulla next year, and he knows that he's playing for a new contract. So... Why you think that would give him extra pressure? He just seems to, you know, be a little bit more in his element now. He knows that it's do or die for him. And, you know, he's just trying anything and everything to get the win, which is good to see. Toby Rudolph was inspirational from the front again last week. Wade Graham, out of the side again due to that head knock um, that he suffered. Kind of similar, uh, similar situation to Cordner. Hopefully he doesn't get too many more so he can continue his NRL career for a while yet. But it's a big game for the Sharks, especially if they're going to be making the finals this year. They currently have five wins and eight losses, which isn't a great record, but they find themselves in ninth position of the ladder despite that poor record in 2021. That just shows you the divide in this competition. The Cowboys, well, they're six wins and seven losses. So for both of these teams, the winner tonight after 15 rounds should find themselves in the top eight, and it's a big game for both of their seasons. I just think that Cronulla's got a little bit more confidence now. They've got a couple wins in a row. The Cowboys, they need a big bounce back from last week. They are at home, but I just expect a bit of an ambush. And I think the thing I like about Cronulla, um, what I've seen from them recently, is they seem to be a li- little bit more able to get into the grind in matches and really start frustrating teams defensively. They, they've got big forwards, and they seem like they're finally getting the best out of, out of their forwards in both attack and defense, which is good to see for Cronulla. I've got Cronulla in this game. Bit of an upset, but I've got Cronulla by four points. Right, the second game of Friday Night Football shapes up to be an absolute blockbuster when the Penrith Panthers, now with their starts back, but coming off two consecutive losses, host the Sydney Roosters at Blue Bet Stadium. They're back up there in Penrith. And they've got a point to prove the Panthers because they're no longer first on the ladder. They've gone down to second via four and against Melbourne Storm, taking top spot. Um, and they've been in a bit of a slump without their origin stars. They get back Cleary, Luai, Capewell, Yo, and Toho. Back this week, but they're only back this week because they're going back into Origin Camp after this game. Obviously, with the break next week, it won't affect teams too much. But this is a big game for them, um, and they need to get some cohesion back in the side. And I think the players that played in Origin, especially the New South Wales players, 
have so much confidence, Luai, Cleary, and Toho, that, that is just infectious, and it's going to improve this Penrith side and get them back to where they were a few weeks ago. But if they're ever going to be vulnerable, it's at this stage of the season. The Roosters, they're coming off a narrow win against the Gold Coast Titans. They blew a 30-6 to lead, so it was very concerning what we saw there. But they're also coming off the retirement of one of their club's best ever players in Boyd Cordner. Any team with the likes of James Tedesco, Sam Walker, who's just explosive um, at certain points of the game, and Jared Rahir Hargraves, he's 250th last week. He made over 300 metres, played the whole 80 minutes. It was a great performance. When you got stars like of that calibre in your side, I just can't rule you off. And as I said, Penrith seem a little bit down on confidence. Even though they've only just been losing matches without their stars, they've still been losing them. And I think they might be a little bit slow out of the blocks in this contest. Um, their stars might have to settle back into the team a little bit. So I can actually see the Roosters potentially getting out to an early lead in this contest. It's just whether they can maintain it. I think it's going to be a tighter than a lot of people think it will be. But I think that uh, at the end of the day, Penrith, while they may be vulnerable, they're one of the best teams we've seen in the NRL era. When it all comes together, their attack is absolutely explosive. And I just don't know how the Roosters can maintain that for 80 minutes because... We know the Roosters have got some points in them, but defensively is where they struggle. And last week against the Titans on Saturday afternoon, they really let in some soft tries and some poor defensive efforts. And Trent Robertson's going to be filthy with that. He's going to want his players to get back to their best. But Penrith, when they're on, they're on. And they're, they're going to be scoring five, six tries at least in most matches. Um, as I said, they might be a bit of slow starter, so it might be a really good time to play them. But I just don't know if the Roosters have what it takes, pace-wise and fitness-wise, to match this Penrith team for 80 minutes. And I've got the Panthers by eight points in this contest. But as I said, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. All right, Saturday afternoon football will kick off from 3 p.m. when the Newcastle Knights host the New Zealand Warriors from McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights get plenty of stars back on board. But it did get announced this afternoon that Kalen Ponga won't be playing tomorrow, and he's also been ruled out of Origin too. So a big loss there. They're also without Bradman Best, who's out for six to eight weeks with a knee injury. But obviously, the big stars back: Clemmer, Heimel Hunt, and Mitchell Pierce. And Pierce is the key one. He's going to be be in the halves with the new recruit from the Cowboys, Jake Clifford. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they combine. Clifford still without a win in Newcastle colours. They're versing a Warriors side that have been very disappointing of late. They uh, rallied a bit of a comeback against Melbourne last week and didn't make it easy for them at moments of their game. But under any sort of defensive pressure again, another team in this situation, the Warriors just seem to fold. They do welcome back a few of their stars as well this week. Elise Katoa, Reese Walsh back into the lineup. They did lose uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, unfortunately, to an injury, a bicep injury that will most likely keep him out of action for the rest of the season. Walsh has gone back to fullback. RTS has gone back to the wing. I don't know if that's how the best use of those two players are. And they've actually named Sean O'Sullivan in the seven jumper. If I was the Warriors coach, if I was Nathan Brown, I'd be hesitant to move RTS out of fullback. I think he did some good things there last week. I know Reese Walsh has to be involved in the play as much as possible with RTS going to union at the end of the year. Um, you want to prepare for the future, but why he's there, he's such a strike uh, player and just an explosive weapon at the back for the Warriors that I don't like the strategy. I'd actually probably prefer them to put a utility on the bench there, maybe a Sean O'Sullivan, who's not a handy, he's not a bad, he's a handy first grader to have there, fringe first grader, but he's not starting in most situations. 
And I would actually put Reese Walsh into the sixth jersey and move Cody Nick Raymond to the halfback. But that's not how they've chosen to uh, to line up this week. They're going to Newcastle. It's going to be a tough atmosphere. It's going to be packed there. Newcastle have bunched their stars back. They've been struggling lately, but I expect the crowd will get out there to support their local side on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. And I just think that that's that home advantage and the fact that they get Pierce and Clifford playing finally for the first time together, and that's most likely going to be the hardest combination for 2022. They're going to have a lot of energy early. I don't have to worry. He's going to be able to contain it. I expect there to be a lot of points scored in this contest because it is a Saturday afternoon, and both of these sides aren't particularly known for their defense. But I think Newcastle can finally get a much-needed victory and finally get back into the contest for 2021 with a big win in front of their home crowd. So I've got the Knights by 12 points in this contest. Uh, I think that they're just going to outgun the Warriors. As I said, I think you, you'd be very smart, though, to go the overs in this in this bed. And it might take a while for Clifford and Pierce to get rolling as a harsh combination. As I said, the Warriors also have a new harsh combination in Nicarima and Sean O'Sullivan. We'll see how they combine. But I just think, as I said, that the home crowd favours Newcastle too much to tip against them in this contest. The 5.30 game on Saturday, Super Saturday, my favourite time of the week. It features the Central Jura Dragons playing the Canberra Raiders down here in Wollongong at Wynn Stadium. The Dragons, well, didn't it fall apart last week for them against the Canterbury Bulldogs? They were absolutely pathetic in that contest. And it might be the worst that I've seen the Dragons play in several years. Norman and Hunt got outplayed by Avarillo and Wakeham after Norman was told, just like Dufty, he wasn't welcome at the Dragons past this year. Him and Dufty, in my opinion, find themselves lucky to be in first grade this week because it was a terrible performance by both last week. Their forwards could not get any dominance in the contest. In fact, their forwards, guys like Laurie and Tarek Sims, who started the bench in his defense, but guys like that, Jack Bird, uh, Paul Vaughan, they were just completely outclassed by the Bulldogs. I mean, Heverington, uh, Josh Jackson, these guys were unstoppable. And uh, really, they just got tired very quickly. They they seemed to step behind. They just seemed to be going in slow motion and attack the Dragons. And they just couldn't contain some of the speed that the Bulldogs had. It was a bad performance. They need to shake it off. Anthony Griffin's got some work to do because they somehow still find themselves in the top eight despite being six wins and eight losses. It shows the divide in the competition this year. They're versing a Raiders side. They got a much-needed win last week against the Broncos. And for the Raiders, I mean, they get some troops back in the next few weeks. They've got a door to play for. It wasn't a great win against the, the Broncos at all. They didn't play fantastic, but they did enough to get that job done. And they're going to get some confidence on that. You can start to see some positive signs there for the Raiders. Obviously, they've had a lot of things go against them this year. The halves combination of Wyden and Sam Williams haven't really found their footing together. But Bailey Simerson, it was a great performance at the back there. And their forwards are starting to fight. Guys like Papali and Hodgson finally starting to play some good football. Ricky Stewart would be happy with that. They've got such a wealth of forwards, the Raiders. They just need to know how and when to use those players. And uh, they need to get a dominance on each contest. And I think from what we saw last week with the Dragons forward pack, the, the, the challenge is on them to really step up and not get bullied by this big Raiders pack, which they did against the Bulldogs last week. So it's going to be an interesting contest. To me, the key men for the Dragons, if they're any chance in front of their home crowd, are Norman and Hunt. They need to step up. They need a huge performance. Hunt had his worst game of the season. He's been having a great year when he's been on the field for the Dragons. Norman, if you're not going to get the job done, take him out of first grade. It's, it's that simple. They will be welcomed back by Lomax in the coming weeks. He's been named in the 21 jersey. 
But they need a big performance this week. If the Dragons go to six wins and nine losses, I think they can pretty much kiss their season goodbye. Um, same as the Raiders, obviously, they find themselves in a much worse position. They're five wins and eight losses. Well, not much worse. It's only one loss worse despite their disastrous season. But they can potentially sneak into the top eight with this victory. So both teams, plenty to play for. The Raiders last year was at the contest um, where they beat the Dragons. I think it was by 29 points down here at Wing Stadium. I think they, they just got too much class for them, even down on confidence. I just think the Dragons are travelling worse than the Raiders at the moment, despite the fact um, that they've only lost one game um, in the last few weeks. It was just an awful performance. Absolutely awful against the Bulldogs. I, just, I think that Griffin's got some players that just don't want to be there at the moment. So I've got the Raiders by 14 in this contest. All right, next up on the final game of Super Saturday, we've got the Melbourne Storm hosting the West Tigers. This game will be played at the Sunshine Coast Stadium where the Melbourne Storm have been playing their recent games due to the... COVID situation down there in Melbourne. The Storm, they're travelling quite well. They're finally up to first place. Don't like, don't look like losing a game anytime soon. They're versing a Tigers team that really could have came out last week and made a strong statement um, against Parramatta that they'd won a couple in a row for the first time this season. They could have proven that they were genuine chances to make the finals. Instead, it was a poor performance by them. Uh, they left some soft tries through. Their defence on the edges just weren't up to pace and uh, Parramatta punished them and punished them rightfully so it's going to be a big contest for them this week because it doesn't get any easier in fact it gets tougher versus the Melbourne side that don't look like losing a contest um, they get stars back this week Paverhausen's not too far away for them they're going to be very hard to beat in the Sunshine Coast and I just don't see a situation where the Tigers have a chance in hell. In fact, I don't know the next time that the Storm are going to lose a contest I mean they won their game for their stars during the Origin break um, next time the, the Stars are out for the NRL, they do have the buy. They're just in such a good place at the moment, the Storm. No matter who comes in in the side, they do the job, and they do the job well. They are the consummate professionals. They welcome back Christian Welsh this week. And the combination between uh, the Cheese, Brandon Smith, and Harry Grant has just been dynamic. Smith just tears them apart early in the game. Then he starts to get a little bit fatigued. They bring on Harry Green. He does the same. So it's just a one-two punch that a lot of opposition haven't even been able to manage at all so far this year. I don't see why the Tigers can do so. I mean, they get Kemba Marlowe on the wing um, this week. They also welcome back Moses Mboy. But Adam Dewey's out. Um, I believe he's suspended for a week. And really, you just know that they're not mentally tough. If they get put under any pressure, the Tigers, they're going to fold. I can see them folding in this contest. And I've just got the Storm being way too strong for the Tigers. I've got the Storm by 30 in this contest. To be honest with you, the difference in class between these two teams, that's probably being generous uh, to the Tigers. So the Storm by 30 for me. All right, that leads us to Sunday afternoon football. And it all kicks off from 2 p.m. at Bankwest Stadium when the Parramatta Eels host the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Eels were way too strong for the Tigers last week. Backing up after a good win against Newcastle, they see prime for their next challenge in terms of versing uh, a premiership threat. Uh, but they will host the Bulldogs in the meantime. The Bulldogs, of course, getting their second win of the year last weekend against the St. George Dragons on Monday football on the uh, on the Queen's birthday game. And, you know, they usually get up against the Dragons. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond this week. Backing up after a win, which they're not used to. They haven't really named any changes for the Eels. Sevo's uh, out. They've got a young kid called Sean Russell debuting in the wing. Interesting note that Blake Ferguson hasn't been able to force his way back into first grade this week. So he's still in the outer. Don't be surprised if he's a late 
inclusion into the side. But let's be honest, in this contest, you're going to get a typical Bulldogs performance uh, where they're going to be in the grind early. It's just whether they can match it. And for me, Parramatta just playing with too much confidence at the moment. They're not the Dragons, Parramatta. They're in a much better place than the Dragons currently are. Um, and I just think they got way too much firepower for this Bulldogs side. As I said, the Bulldogs like a grind, so so don't expect it to be you know a flogging early. But I just think the more this game wears on, the bigger Bulldogs forwards are going to get tired, and the Eels are going to make them pay. I don't think it's going to be a flogging, but I think the Eels will get get the job done uh, because of the likes of Guffer at the back. He's been on fire lately. Mitchell Moses playing with some good confidence. He needs to do it in the big games, but at the moment, um, doing it nicely. And the big forward pack. I'm amazed that Isaiah Parley did not get suspended after that intentional knee um, that he delivered to one of the Tigers players last week. But he's there, and it's going to be a good battle up front for the Eels um, because the Tigers just didn't have any any brood at the front. And the Bulldogs on their day, guys like Jackson and Luke Thompson and Heverington can really make uh, make teams hurt. So it's going to be an interesting contest up up the front there, especially early on. But... As the half leads on, both halves, um, I expect the Eels to run away with it and just be that 30 to 40 minute mark, kind of like what the Broncos have been doing this year. Just expect the Bulldogs just to run enough class to keep with the uh, with the Eels when they start to get fatigued. So I've got the Eels in this contest by 16. Which leads us to our final game of the round on Sunday afternoon from 4 o'clock. Up there at sunny Seabus Super Stadium, the Gold Coast Titans host the Manly Seagulls. The Titans, it was so close, but so far last Sunday, they found themselves in a hole 30-6 down, but then came out firing in the second half. It was an unlikely comeback. It would have been their biggest comeback in club history if they will get the job done against the Roosters, but the poor start hurt them. They end up losing uh, by a field goal. They never should have been in that contest. contest somehow they were. Um, but again, as good as that comeback was and as good as guys like uh, Proctor, and uh, and Fogarty were in that comeback. At the start of the game, in the especially in that first half, they just had nothing in defence. And it's the same old story for the old Gold Coast Titans. They just, any sort of pressure, they fold. Teams are scoring way too many points too quickly and too easily. And for a defensive coach like Justin Holbrook, he'll be furious with the Titans. I mean, I think if you look at their last month or two, they're conceding about 40 points a contest. It's just going that bad defensively at the moment uh, for the, the Titans that, you know, the, your local team, the early grillers, can come out and score 50 on them. Um, that's how bad they are going in defense. And they need to fix it. And they need to fix it fast. There is no easy fix for it. They need to get in, do the hard work. And they need to get some, some players in the outside backs that aren't going to be afraid to, to come in and uh, and, and shut down yeah, their defence. They need to be a little bit more active and a little bit more aggressive in their defence to shut down opposition. So I know they've got points in them, this Gold Coast Titans side, but they're versing a Manly Seagull side that are just doing it well. I questioned last week whether Manly could win without their superstar, Tom Sarovic. They had only won one game this season without him. Well, they did a great job. They were on fire last weekend. It was great to see um, because they need that confidence booster. They're going to be a premiership threat against sides like the Storm and, you know, the the Eels and Penrith and South when it comes to finals time, they need to be not relying on Tom Sarovic to do everything. He's a superstar player, but he can't do everything himself. And it was great to see guys like Oluatu, Carl Lawton step up in the forwards. Um, but Cherry Evans, 
was just on fire. It was his best performance of the year last year. They were in a hole two tries down early in that contest, and he lifted them out of him. Some great kicking. Um, he ended up getting three try assists. It was a great effort by Boyan. So um, they didn't need to back it up this week. Tom Sarovic back on board, obviously. Um, but they will be playing a game soon without him. Um, and this is the confidence they need um, to carry for the rest of the season. I think Tom's is in for a big game. I think the whole Manly side's in for a big game. And I just... As I said, they're versing one of the worst defences in the competition. I think they're just going to expose them, and I think they're going to be way too strong in the end. So I've got the Manly Seagulls in this game by 30 points. And I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be a good, like, 50 to 20 kind of contest. All right, those are my tips for the weekend. Sorry about the late one here today, guys. If you want to bet of the week, I reckon you really get on the Sharks to beat the Cowboys. I think they're absolute specials in that contest. The Cowboys down on confidence after last week. And while they're at home, I think that the Sharks are starting to go on a bit of a roll and can make a run for these finals. So um, big one coming up. Um, as for uh, the rest of this week, I hope you guys enjoy your football. Just to recap um, the round, I've got the Rabbitohs being too strong for the Broncos on Thursday night, the Friday games, I've got the Cronulla Sharks upsetting the Cowboys. The Panthers being too strong for the Roosters. Super Saturday, I've got the Knights defeating the Warriors um, in front of their home crowd. The Raiders being too strong for the Dragons and Melbourne putting on a score against the Tigers. And then on Sunday, I've got the Eels and Manly to beat the Bulldogs and the Titans. As you can see, they're starting to get a few blowouts in this competition. It's because the divide in the competition between the good teams and the bad teams are significant. Um, so I'll see how that goes But thank you guys for listening to the show again Sorry about the late one I'll see you guys next week for my State of Origin Game 2 preview Check it out It's all the action coming your way um, Up there at Suncorp But uh, check out what I've got to say About that game leading into it uh, That one should be available on the Thursday So thank you guys for listening to the show And I'll see you guys next time on Steve's NRL Footy Tips